Hey there, doll. Welcome to the New City Broadcast Headquarters, home of the country's third-ranked broadcaster. They make me say that last part. My name isn't Doll. It's Alice Bell. I'm the head writer for New City Radio. I know, Miss Bell. How's your mom doing? She's getting better, thankfully. Wait, how did you know that? Just doing my job. I'm Roger, head of security. But my mom, how would you... Wait, do you hear that? I hear all kind of things. What do you hear? It's a humming sound, and it's getting closer. Oh, those aren't good either. It's your sound effects guy, Buzz. Hey, Buzz! Run! Get out of here! What is it? The bees got out, and they know how to use the elevator. Not again! Run! The year is 1951. The new city radio broadcast struggles against the rise of television. With their careers on the line, the radio team has but one season to save the station. This is Writers at the Edge, Episode 1, The Show from Another World. There's no way you're head writer. You've only written commercials, not anything that mattered. What's wrong with you? I was the best writer in my department. So what? I write from my soul, through my heart, up to my brain, and out these loving fingers so smooth. And you'd never understand what it takes to- Children, quiet. Good morning, I am Beverly Brandt. I'm the manager of the New City Radio. Not everyone is here yet, but let's go through- Mr. Levin, it's about time. Sorry. I hit every red light. As I was saying, you four are all we have to work with. Our head writer is... Right here! Cliff Haynes. Nice to meet... Our head writer is Alice Bell. I told you. Hi. Nice to meet you all. I started working for the New City Corporation three years ago, and it's a pleasure to be here. I don't care. You will be working with our assistant writer, Clifford Haynes. I believe you two have met? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our senior writer, now that he's made it, is William Levin. Have you old balabusta. To think if not for the gods of low pay, we wouldn't have another chance to work together. Shut up. Lastly, providing sound effects will be Buzz Guy. And he will keep his effects locked up. I'm really sorry. It won't happen again. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Let's get one thing straight. None of you are here because you're great at your job or because we like you. You're here because you're cheap. This show isn't about winning awards, it's about making a profit. The New City Television Department is expanding and we desperately need to sell advertising to stay afloat. Write decent material and you may be rewarded. Fail and we'll return you back to whatever crap hole we dragged you out of. Got it? If you need me, I'll be in my office. She seems fun. Oh, Bev's okay, she's just all business. Hey, Buzz, how you been? Swell, Willie, swell. Look at this new sound I'm working on. I'm going to talk to Mrs. Brandt. There's no way you're head writer. Why? They chose me. Unlike you, I am a real writer. You know what? I thought I remembered you. You're that ass with the Steinbeck ripoffs I met at NCU years ago. And you were so much sweeter that night we shared. I'm surprised you're not more nostalgic. I did mention these loving fingers of mine. Why can't this just be easy? I just want to (laughs) move. Wow, Buzz! 
even better than before. What the hell was that? My newest sound effect. Take a balloon, fill it up with peanut butter and chalk, give it a toss, and kaboom! The sound of a person exploding. Oh my god! Then what the hell are the bees for? Well, take a bag of bees, like so, spin them around your head, and... I had no idea! No one ever does! Hey, Willie? Yeah, I was ready to get writing. Well, not exactly. Do you think Bev will keep me as head writer? Hell, you were picked. She's stubborn. I doubt she'll change her mind. Really? Sure. Buzz and I have worked with her before. Just go over and talk to her. It couldn't hurt, right, Buzz? I wouldn't mind if she hurt me. Okay. Well, thanks, Willie. Ooh, another female. I'm Flo. Hi, Flo. Nice to meet you. Is Mrs. Brandt available? Miss Brandt, there's a young woman here to see you. Alice. There's a young Alice here to see ya. Send her in. Please. Please. I can take us to the top. Well, for now, how about you take it the hell out of my office? Go right! Meh. Um, Mrs. Brandt? Bev. Um, Bev. I'm still head writer, right? Yes, but not if you ask me again. That's not really why you're here, is it? Well, no. Well, kind of. It's just that, along with Flo, we're the only women here, and I was hoping uh, may- Hoping what? Hoping we could be friends? Well, no. Well, kind of. It's just that we- Alice, take a look around you. I'm a woman in charge of a decrepit radio show in 1951. Even that's remarkable. Do you think I got this position with hope and friendship? Maybe with some pluck? Lots of pluck? <laughs> pluck? Flo has pluck. I have balls. Women understand this business more than it understands them. Act like a man and they'll love you. Mrs. Brandt, Dean Packer from The Revenue is on the line. Thank you. Now, Alice, I can't fight your battles for you. Get out of here and finish tonight's show. Okay. Uh, thank you? Mrs. Brandt, do you really think I have pluck? Flo, I didn't hire you, but I can sure fire you. Dean, Bev Brandt here. What's the news? I don't give a damn what they think. I know, I'm working with scraps right now. Well, how about next meeting I give my own presentation? It'll be a presentation of me putting a boot up their ass. Promises were made, Dean. Oh! Oof! Oof! Whoa, whoa, hold on, Buzz. It's the other way around. The communist beats up the fascist. Line 35. Oops, sorry. Just, well, imagine Hitler getting his mustache punched off. Can do. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby, this is gonna be good. Willie? Hey, Alice. Something wrong? I need your help. It's already five o'clock. Sure is. You don't need help telling time. No, I'm serious. It's an hour before air and I have nothing. Oh. Uh, Buzz, that's enough. I, I think we're good to go. Great. If you need me, I'll be in my sound house. Bye, Alice. Bye. All right, little ones, come with me. 
Soundhouse is what he calls his office. And I have no idea what the ducks are for. Thank you. I'm still getting used to it. Mm, so you have some writer's block. I don't know. I've just never had so much pressure from so many places. My sketches, the show, Cliff, Bev, it's all just a giant pile of- Sure, I understand. Did you know I've been a head writer before? Really? Many times. But my first head writing gig, well, that takes me back, was 1909 and I was 22. The St. Kibbets Telegraph Theater Company, the nation's last live telegraph show, hired me to finish off their final season. We'd write it in Boston, and they'd act it out live in New York. It went down in flames. Literally, the last show was halted because the stage burned down. One of the patrons fell asleep with a lit cigar in his hand. Willie, what's your point? <clears throat> well, I've been a head writer before. And I know that sometimes you're so worried about having a good show that you can't even write a mediocre scene. This one time we were supposed to have this man Henry Bliss on the show. Ten years earlier, he was the first person to be hit by a car. Or so we were told. So the mobsters finally crack open the safe and leave when our boss comes in and gives us the news. It turns out Henry Bliss was actually the first person to be killed by a car. So our guest wasn't showing and we had to throw everything out and write whatever popped into our heads at the moment. Okay, I think I understand most of that. But when Fat Louie fell into the bucket of mice, was that the prophecy the gypsy was referencing? Or hey, did kid, you, you finished your wrapping paper yet? I have genius here. What do you mean? I'm not writing on wrapping paper. No, but that's all your work will be good for. <laughs> I didn't think your brain was strong enough to process that. That's head writer material. Ah, uh, shut up! You... Strong? You have no idea how lame your shtick is. Your toughness, your toughness, barely masks your idiocy. Wait, Willie, I just got something. Okay, let me have that last page. All right, okay. I'll be honest, it's pretty bad, but not terrible. <sighs> Fine. But seriously, it's bad. Now, Dumperman, I know the city council said I can't trust you because you're just a really, really dumb Superman, but you're our only hope. Duh. Okay, boss. I'll do my bestest. Please. All of Cape Metropolis is counting on you. Off I go. Damn it, Superman! You have to open the window first! Mr. Mayor, Superman's back again. He says he forgot where he's supposed to go. That Alice is quite a card. Will she ever grow some big bath balls? Try your bestest not to miss the next Riders at the Edge. This episode of Riders at the Edge was written and directed by Matt Brousseau, featuring Bob McCarthy as Roger, Jason Acevedo as Cliff, Tara Keneally as Alice, Taylor Gerard as Buzz, Tayshawn Farr as Flo, Tom Bowman as Willie. Music composed by Rebecca Nystead. Assistant Director, Angela Jackson. Production Assistant, Natalie Van Sistine. Recording Engineer, Rebecca Nystead. And produced by David Pierczynski. Concept for Writers at the Edge by Jocelyn Pierce. This program was produced for the Columbia College Chicago School of Media Arts, Radio Department, Barbara Calabrese Chair, and WCRX-FM, the student-run radio station of Columbia College Chicago.